Let's pray as we begin this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for a new year. We thank you for being able to be here in peace, that the country that we live in is not experiencing war. We thank you for being able to celebrate Christmas and New Year's with our family and friends. We pray that you would speak to our hearts. We know that your desire is for us to live in victory and to find your peace and joy. We know that the upcoming year and uh, the days ahead of us may be difficult, but you never give us more than we can withstand. So we want to thank you, Lord, that even in each difficulty and each challenge, you show us your way of escape. We pray that you'd speak to our hearts today, help us to receive from you, and to share with one another and those around us. We pray that you would give us the leading of your Holy Spirit to understand your word and your truth, and bless us as your children. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, we're going to be studying about the reality of living in victory as we look to Jesus. And it's in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 and 58. And uh, it's a theme that I think is so important to live in victory. Um, some of you have competed in sports. Uh, some of you have been uh, in the military where uh, success is determined whether you're victorious or not. And as we get older, a lot of times uh, victory is dependent upon our health, isn't it? Uh, if I go through a health struggle, I feel kind of weak, a little bit defeated. If I have good health, I feel uh, strength. But in the scripture, our victory comes from our relationship with Jesus. And um, after it talks about uh, challenges of dying in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it ends with this positive note. And I think it's so important. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So it says we're to give thanks to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As I've been thinking about this, um, I think that there's basically uh, three areas of victory that we can experience. The first one is victory over sin. And uh, just a few pages away is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that says, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus, who did not sin, took our sins upon himself, that we would receive his righteousness. The other aspect is, are we living in the righteousness of Jesus? Meaning, are we living in the way that is right, the way that pleases him? And I think that many times uh, we focus upon that Jesus paid for our sins, but we don't see that he did so also to give us the right standing with God the Father. He wants us to live in a right way. We're to have victory over sin. Uh, and there's a wonderful passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 4. It says, from chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, 
seeing that we have a high priest, which is speaking of Jesus, that he acts on our behalf, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, meaning we expressed our faith, let's hold fast to that faith. Verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, meaning he's not just like a far off person, but he understands our weaknesses, because in all ways he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. We've all gone through various times of need. Um, I remember when we were in Ukraine and uh, we were happy that God was working through our lives. The church was growing. And then one night, uh, in the middle of the night, we got a phone call that someone real close to us had died. So unexpected. And it was so painful to us. And we cried out to the Lord. And we remembered that Jesus gives us grace and mercy in our time of need. And I want to encourage you, a part of living in victory is crying out to the Lord in our weaknesses, asking him to help. Jesus didn't sin, but he was tempted in all ways that we are, yet he didn't follow those temptations, but he can sympathize with us and help us in our time of need. He knows our temptations, and when we're going through them, we need to cry out to him for help. We've been studying through 1 John, and in chapter 3, there's a few um, verses that remind us that we're not to be controlled by sin. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 and 6, it says, Whoever commits sin commits lawlessness, meaning living in a way that is without the law. And sin is lawlessness. And you know that he, Jesus, was revealed to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins, meaning sinning continuously as a way of life, does not know him, neither has seen him. So Jesus came to take away our sins. And I think that that's a wonderful thing, right? Uh, today, we're going to be remembering uh, the broken body and the cup uh, representing Jesus' blood. And as a believer, we can remind ourselves that he took away our sins and he did it when he paid for our sins on the cross. Jesus died so that we could have victory. So the question is, are you living in that victory? Uh, when you're tempted, do you turn to Jesus? Does your life reflect God's righteousness? Um, many times, especially in family, whether it's husband and wife or uh, children, you have some sort of conflict. And it's not the conflict that we need to focus on, it's how we resolve the conflict, right? Do we turn to Jesus? Do we ask him to forgive us? Do we ask him to give us strength to get past those temptations? Another area that Jesus offers us victory in is victory over Satan. Um, many times, even in church, we don't talk a lot about Satan, about the devil. Uh, the Bible says that he's the enemy of our souls. Um, but we don't have to live in fear because Jesus came to overcome the devil's work in our life. It says in verse 8 of 1 John chapter 3, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, he who sins, meaning 
continuously sins as a way of life is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested or revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. Uh, Jesus died for our sins that we might be born of his spirit, and whoever is born of God's spirit does not sin. Um, when we think about victory and we think about Jesus, uh, what do we think about? Uh, many times we think about his love, right, that he came to express the love of God uh, to us as he lived on earth. We think about his truth, that he spoke what is true. Uh, some of us, when we think about Jesus, we think about the gift of salvation, which we're all happy for. Um, there's one thing that I think is an interesting concept. When I say the word Jesus, you normally don't think about the word to destroy, right? But it says in that passage, he came to destroy. And what did he come to destroy? He came to destroy the works of the devil. Um, so the question for us is, uh, if we live in compromise, then we're allowing the devil to rebuild the things that Jesus came to destroy. Do you see the connection? Like, if you turn away from walking after Jesus, then you're going to be opening yourself up to darkness and deception, and in so doing, uh, allowing Satan to bring in something into your life that Jesus came to destroy. Um, there's a wonderful passage of Scripture that is in Acts chapter 26, when uh, Saul, who became Paul, uh, became a believer. Uh, Jesus said to Paul, that he was going to send Paul to open their eyes in order, in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among those who are sanctified or set apart by faith in me. So here, uh, as a believer, we're to turn from darkness to light. We're to turn from the power of Satan to God to receive forgiveness of our sins. And... How we live does make a difference, right? Because our life is supposed to point other people to Jesus. So if there's any form of darkness in your life, uh, why would we live in that? Why would we turn back uh, to something that Jesus came to set us free from? In our culture, we're experiencing a time of great deception where uh, famous people... People on the news are trying to tell a different story than what we know is true. Um, and Jesus came to present truth. He came to give us God's power. And we need to remember that there is no power greater than the power of God. And there is no darkness that can shine. There's no darkness that can keep our light from shining. So even in the time of deception, even in the time of misinformation, we need to remember God's light is stronger than any darkness. Here's a concept for us. Through faith, we are sanctified in Jesus. We are set apart to live in the victory he has promised us. It's a promise, right? Are you holding on to it? Are you trusting him to give you victory in every area of your life. Jesus offers us forgiveness of sin and eternal life. 
Uh, the devil brings deception, guilt, death, and destruction. Satan and those who follow him, according to the book of Revelation, will be tormented in the lake of fire for uh, day and night. So we need to choose to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. And we need to point out areas of darkness that are in other people's lives so that they can also see the love and salvation of Jesus. When Jesus was on earth, he said, the thief, speaking of the devil, does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Uh, just across the road, there's a gas station and a convenience store. The other day I was talking to a person and they said they were going through therapy because in that very convenience store across the street uh, in the summer, someone was shot and killed. Right? It's such a tragedy. But uh, the devil stirs up people to still kill and destroy. And we're living in the reality of that. We like to insulate ourselves from that and think that those things are happening to other people. But it's something that is a reality in our society. And we need to remember that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. God created us to know him and to worship him for eternity. Uh, since Satan is against God, he tries to separate us from God and deceive us until we die. And if a person is not a believer, then they will be separated from God for eternity. Around the holidays, I always think about my family, and especially about the ones that aren't walking closely with the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, don't stop praying for your family. Don't stop sharing with your family and remind them that Jesus offers us the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life. And in Jesus, we have victory over death. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The person who believes in me, though he would die, yet he will live. Meaning, even if our physical body dies, our spirit is still going to live with Jesus. I love that. Uh, some of you might know that I was in the hospital room um, my mom had been sick for 19 years. I had my hand uh, on her chest. I could feel her heartbeat and her breath. And I had her hand in my hand. And I felt her last breath and her last heartbeat. And the first thing that I said as I looked at my family is I can now say that mom is with Jesus in heaven. And it's such a comfort to see a person depart from this earthly body and go to be with Jesus in heaven. But it only comes through faith. Jesus uh, also gives us the ability to live in his truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, since we have life in Jesus, we shouldn't really allow any focus or any attraction to darkness. Um, some of us, we need to do a better job at changing the channel or turning off the television, right? Because we allow things of darkness to come into our home through the television. Jesus brought us victory. Are you living in the victory of God? He brought us victory over sin, over Satan, and over death. Um, 
as a believer, I don't really think that we should be controlled by fear in any way. But a lot of us, we're afraid of death. We're afraid of things of darkness. But Jesus brought us the victory. And so uh, this is another translation of the verse that we started with. It says, but thank God he gives us the victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. I like that, right? Live in God's victory. Work with enthusiasm for the Lord. And remember that whatever we do for the Lord is going to bring a reward when we enter into heaven. Uh, now, I want to switch from the aspect of living in victory to looking to Jesus. Um, the victory is ours, and as we serve God and others, we're to look to Jesus. Jesus said many times, watch and pray. Another way to express it is look for the coming of Jesus and stay connected to him. Jesus, when he was going to uh, leave from the earth, he said he would come again and receive us to himself, that where he is, there we would be also. It's my personal opinion that this upcoming year we're going to experience a lot of difficulties in our society and in our world. A few days ago, Benjamin Netanyahu was recognized as the prime minister uh, for Israel. And one of the things that he said is Israel will not allow Iran to develop a nuclear weapon. They've almost enriched uranium to 90%. And they could very easily use that uranium to develop a nuclear weapon. If Israel strikes Iran, there's going to be a war in the Middle East. And things will get difficult very quick. Uh, some of you might remember before uh, Putin, there was another president called uh, Dmitry um, Demedev. Yeah, Demedev. I got it wrong. Um, and he said of the prediction for the upcoming year that he expects war to move into Europe and that he expects um, conflict in the US. He said in the future he expects even a civil war in the US. So it's not a very good uh, expectation. And it kind of gives an indication that the people in control in Russia are not really looking to make uh, any form of peace. There's going to be difficulties. We already have inflation. Uh, we already have, in some states, drought. In other states, uh, chaos and disruptions. And I believe that the natural disasters, the drought, it's all a way of the Lord humbling the United States because many people and our society as a whole have turned away from following the Lord. So uh, the question is, in the midst of many difficulties, what do we do? And the answer is we look to Jesus. Uh, how do we look to Jesus? Uh, we look with expectation that he is going to fulfill his promises. We look in expectation that he is going to come and bring his kingdom on earth. We look to him 
when we see signs that society is worsening and we look to him and we trust him when we hear and see about wars and natural disasters. I want to give you a little bit of homework. When you go home, uh, maybe today, maybe uh, this upcoming week, I want you to read uh, Luke chapter 21. Uh, Jesus says in Luke chapter 21 that there is going to be uh, wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be earthquakes, uh, famines, disease, and uh, things that are going to cause people to have fear in their heart. But we are not to live in fear. Um, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, Perfect love, meaning God's perfect love, cast out fear. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, verse 28, When you see these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head, for your redemption draws near. Meaning when you see the shift in society, when you see the world starting to get unstable because of war, when you see the uncertainties that come from famine and natural disasters, Jesus says, look up, lift up your head, for your redemption draws near. Jesus offers us victory, and he wants us to look to him in all of our challenges. Uh, he already brought us victory on the cross, and that's one of the reasons that we're going to celebrate the broken bread and the cup today. And we want to prepare our hearts to do so. Uh, if you're a guest and you're a believer here, uh, you're welcome to receive if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, then we would uh, recommend that you uh, talk to us first about becoming a believer and then uh, receive at that point in time. I want to encourage you. Jesus already gave us the victory, and so we should live in it. We should walk as overcomers, not being held back by the things around us, but moving forward bringing his love and his light to the people's lives around us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We want to do what pleases you, and we want to live in your victory. Thank you so much that the cross is not the end of the story, but after three days you rose from the dead. You rose victoriously, and we can give you thanks that in you we always have victory. As we see things changing around us, help us to have hope in our heart and to share the message of salvation. And as we uh, have discouragement, Lord, help us to cry out to you in our difficulties, that you would deliver us from every temptation and everything of weakness. We pray, Lord, that you would fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit and that you would prepare us as we're about to receive the bread and the cup. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.